Welcome to the Midnight Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ethan Bennett, alongside my fellow co-host, Tyler Sinnon. We are both entrepreneurs who are learning, growing, and building our own businesses, and our goal is to share our experiences and knowledge to help you grow and become a successful entrepreneur. Strap in. Tyler, episode 13, I think it is. My notes say 14, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it's 13. So uh, episode 13, how you doing, man? Doing all right, Easton. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been uh, it's been a long couple nights editing a couple of podcasts, but you know we're getting through it. We're battling, and that's the uh, that's the that's the pleasure of owning your own business. Sometimes you just have those late nights. Yeah, and then I think at the same time, being able to work whenever you want to to get everything done. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, <laughs> most of the times, like today, I slept in a little bit because I was up. I don't even know when I went to bed last night. Two thirty. It's like two nights in a row. So I slept in a little bit this morning, but now we got to grind tonight. So it's just a never, it's an ever evolving door. It just never stops. Yeah. I've been staying up pretty late too, as well on my end. Uh, you know, the challenge that or scientific research thing that I'm doing, uh, past few nights been staying up a little bit late. And this morning I decided to not, or turn my alarm off to see what time I would wake up at. I woke up at about three fifty, and I just thought to myself, I'm like, eh. <laughs> and then I went back to sleep and I w- woke up at 5.30. So it was only 30 minutes later than what I usually do. So so you went, you woke up at 3.50 in the morning and you just had to sit there and contemplate, oh, should I get up? Should I go back to bed? Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking to myself what I would do. I was, I was just, I was like, mm, I don't know what I'll do. So I'm just going to go back to sleep because if I were to got, get up at that time, I think I would have only had about four hours of sleep, which I, I mean, I, I probably would have been fine with and I could have just had a nap, which I did anyways. But I feel like it. I, I just didn't have anything planned out. If I had something planned out and I said, oh, I can work on this, I think I would have got up. I find it's easier to wake up in the morning when you either day before or night before think, okay, when I wake up, this is the task I'm going to tackle. Because a lot of times when I sleep 100%. in, it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I could just do it later. But if I'm like, I'm going to start editing at nine o'clock, then you feel like you have to get up. You feel the same way, I suppose? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's failure to plan what is it failure to plan is planning to fail oh yeah i think i said that before that's me that's me taking notes on the show (laughs) so yeah it's happened to me a lot where and that's what i've realized doing this scientific challenge that i'm for scientific purposes what i notice is i don't really have that set thing that's you know when i wake up this is what i'm gonna do so sometimes usually i'm like alarm goes off i'm out of bed yeah. And now I'll spend like a minute in bed, which is still not that long. But I mean, I'll I'll go on my phone for like a couple seconds. You know, sometimes I'll check the fantasy scores. But other than that, I'm still out of bed pretty quick. You amaze me because when I wake up in the morning, and maybe you've just obviously have more discipline than I. But when I wake up, it's like I'm not even awake. I just get up. If I want to sleep in, I hit, I hit the alarm and then I just go back to my bed. And then I wake up two hours later. I'm like, how did I even do that? Yeah, I'm not awake either, but. In five minutes, I'll be awake. That's true. You just got to get up. <laughs> just got to get out of bed. It's got to battle. I used to do a thing where I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have a glass of water and just start drinking that because yep. that would wake me up a little bit. But it's habits, since moved, I've since habits. moved on from that. Getting those positive, good habits and then, you know, it'll just become automatic. And I think that's what's happened with me. Yeah. You did wake up at 5 a.m. for like a year straight, didn't you? It's quite a few years. I tried it. I tried it and it's not for me. <laughs> but uh, other than that, business-wise... Uh, anything, anything to update us on Tyler? 
so the one guy that I was supposed to meet about the music videos, he kind of canceled because he's got a surgery coming up, but he said he does still want to go through with it. He gave me an outline of his idea for the first video and I'm like, okay, sure. Looks good. So the first initial meeting was going to be him evaluating me to see if it, if he thought it was going to be a good fit, if he, whatever. So I, I think I was more so his last option or he said there was another guy, but he didn't really know if he did any videos or if he was good. Okay. But he said, you know, I'm all in on you. So let's, let's just do it. I just got to do this surgery. And then after that, let's, you know, let's do it. So didn't have the meeting, but he does want to pursue it. And then it's just going to be finding time to squeeze him in on the weekends and starting to film that, which should be fun. I think it, it, it the first ones, I mean, the music videos is probably only going to be one day shoots, Yep, maybe like six hours or so. So it's not going to be a long time commitment for filming wise. Um, I think editing, I'm not sure because I've never done a music video. So we'll see how that goes. And then also I had another person reach out and I know you helped out a lot with the conversation and what I should say and everything. But before we get into that, before we get in, I want to talk about the music video guy. Did he commit to just one video or how many you guys doing? Oh, he wants to do them all. He said, if we're doing one, we're doing them all. Did you guys agree on a price or anything or no? Not yet. Not really. He said, if we do them all, it's going to be like nine grand. Okay. He said, I'll, I'll swing like nine grand your way. So that's pretty I sweet. Mean, 30. Yeah. And I think it's just going along for the ride with him at the same time. And he, he, I know he's got big ambitions and wants to strive for a lot. And as with probably a lot of other rappers that are trying to, you know, make it, but it's good that he has that motivation and he wants to, you know, strive for more. It's not just kind of a hobby. He wants, he wants to make it happen. So and at the same time, it's going to be a little bit of my showcasing and seeing what I can do. And I will obviously want to do the best I can. And I'm going to do my best and try and help him get him to where he wants to go. Whatever ways I can do that within my social media knowledge, my video, and just, you know, having really good products out there. Yeah, he seems like one of those guys that's obviously a go-getter. And those are the people that are exciting to work with instead of the ones that are like... 100%. Yeah, they're a little wishy-washy. The people that are like, let's do this. I want to do it. We're going to put money at it. People that are kind of just going and going and going. Those are the fun people to work with. Yeah, for sure. And that's one thing that I really like about him because the one day he was talking to me, he he said, to put it in perspective, this is what I did this morning. He said he woke up at 4 a.m., did his manifestations or whatever, said what he was grateful for. And it, it was just cool to see. And this was a topic that I wanted to that I put on our brainstorming or on our list to potentially do in the future. And I didn't know what to, what to call it. Yep. And that's something like what it is, is that person that has all that motivation to go out there and you want to be around that person because they're trying to strive for excellence and you want to be around that because that's what you're trying to achieve as well. So one episode, I think we want to, I want to do that. Yeah. Working with people that are like-minded. It is an interesting phenomena, phenomenon, phenomena. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's an N at the end. And then an enemy. From Nemo or whatever it is. Okay, so the second <laughs> the second thing, you had someone else reach out. I want to kind of break that down a little bit from the conversation we, we had, but first kind of lead us into what exactly that was. So it, it was from one one to, or one or of our podcast episodes, we briefly touched on it, where I created Kijiji ad, which is basically Craigslist for Canada. And it's like, I'm a videographer, photographer in this area. You can hire me. I... Typically want to stick with real estate slash corporate 
but someone reached out. I've had a few people actually reach out to me, and I think this is how the rapper got or got got my contact information. But he reached out to me and wanted their kid, their basketball player kid, whatever, yep. to be filmed and then basically create a highlight film after every game and then send it to colleges after the end of the year. And they wanted 30 to 40 videos. And one misconception or one area of confusion that a lot of people run into is their budget and they don't expect very much yeah to say the least and that's the one thing we (laughs) talked about because we kind of worked this out together like a little it was almost like a little workshop type thing uh and the guy you were you know we were figuring out how to move about this because when someone asks for 30 to 40 videos that's a lot of videos and most people don't think they don't go into the situation thinking about well, how much is this going to cost? Really, if we break it down, what goes into a 30 or 40 video package, which is, yeah, you don't see, yeah, you don't see a lot of people asking for that <laughs> many videos. And one thing that we realized when having this conversation is that people definitely undervalue video services. So you're, mm-hmm. you had a story about comparing to photo and video. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I was, so I do wedding videos on the side and the guy I, I second shoot for he his business he has a range for his low package to high package and then I was asking him what his low package and high package was and then I asked what the photographer that we were currently working with package was and her low end and high end were much significantly higher than his video packages which is interesting because just a lot of people value photos a lot more than video and I I think the interesting thing is there's so much more work and effort that goes into video too. And I think video is able to tell a lot better story as well. That's what I was going to say. I don't want to slander photographers because I work with a lot of photographers. Photographers are great people, but there is way more work that goes into video. Whereas you go shoot a wedding, obviously you might have a second shooter, third shooter, whatever it is, but it's pretty minimal in the production process. So it's like, Hey, you need a camera, a couple lenses, uh, maybe a flash if you're doing that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you're just pretty much good at uh, do, taking, the fo- the taking the photos and then you just edit them. Everyone yeah. has an editing style. Whereas if you do a corporate video, there's so many moving parts, whether you have directors, uh, director of photography, the people are actually shooting it, gaffers for lighting. There's so many different uh, roles, I guess you could say. There's a lot more different roles when it comes to video production compared to photography. Not saying those higher-end photography jobs, if you're shooting for Nike or something, there isn't people like that. But I feel like there's so much more that goes into video work. I think so, too. It depends. I, I think it depends, too. Uh, it depends on how in-depth you go with the project because you could just put it, piece it together and, you know, call it a day yeah but it depends if you want to color grade if you want to add transitions if you want to mm-hmm. you know add special effects and you can go so much more in depth with video compared to photo where photo is just adding your color grading maybe some LUTs, cropping uh maybe some rotation whatever there might be but it's maybe you can eh, they probably do do a little bit of photoshop here and there if they do need to get a little bit and i have seen some videos where a photographer is just going over what they're photoshopping out or photoshopping in. Yeah. And it can be, I feel like you're probably charging an extra fee for that or an extra package to, you know, create these, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to call them, but you know, these photoshopped out pictures. Yeah. And this, it's not even the roles. Maybe there are more roles on a video set, but let's say the roles are even. 
since photography is only a visual medium, there's only so much you can do with it. Whereas video is visual. It's, uh, you know, it's visual, it's audio. There's also the storytelling aspect. I'm not saying there's not storytelling with photography, but there's so many different ways to tell a story through video. It's pulling out more emotions. You know, there's music choices. There's all of these different moving parts that don't even revolve around people. It's just the whole creative process is so much more in depth, which leads us back to our original, uh, original scenario. The guy that reached out to you just had no idea what kind of budget he was even messing with. So I think what did we, what did we say? We said something about four to five hundred bucks of video is what you charge for a one off. Yeah, that's somewhere we, in that range. We said that's what we said we would do. He's he came back said, "Oh man, I think that's way out of what I was expecting to pay." And basically what we got to is we found out he was looking for $50 per video. And, you know, it's tough to do that, especially when commute time would be 30 minutes each way. And gas prices in this economy, man. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah, 50 <laughs> bucks gets you not very far for gas. Yeah. And then, you, you yeah. know, whether you're adding per DM, which like food and stuff, you don't always have to yeah. do that. But any anytime I travel outside of Minot, I always add a food cost because I have to get food when I leave the city or go there or whatever it might be. Um, so I always add, you know, 25, 30 bucks for a meal. But yeah, 50 bucks to drive 30 minutes both ways, an hour, plus shoot the game, plus edit it. It's like, wow. Yeah, it's a lot. I feel like video editing takes longer than photo editing too. Yeah, depends on how in depth you go. I Like you could probably... It, at the same time, too, you're trying to find all those good pieces. So mm-hmm. let's say you're filming in an hour-long baseball or not baseball, basketball game. You got to sift through that whole hour to find every clip yeah. that, you know, you want to keep in the highlight film or, you know, whatever. What makes the clip, what doesn't, and then do any digital zooming, mm-hmm. um, cropping, whatever you might want to do. So there's that just adds on like so you're filming for an hour that's going to be a minimum of an hour of editing because yeah you know you got an hour of footage so video you have to find go into it 96 consecutive frames that look good whereas photo you just like that frame looks good start it next one start it oh skip that one not slandering photographers but yeah so we eventually worked this out and one thing that i was talking to you about when we were doing this is you know and we maybe have talked about this in a budgeting episode before the pricing episode but yeah. you you don't really want to be the first person to say a number. So, you know, what we worked through is we said, okay, tell them, you know, is there money you're trying to put behind this? This is usually what I charge. I'd give you a package deal, but don't tell them what the package deal is and wait until they give you the number. And eventually he ended up giving you the $50 a game, which it, it saves you so much time down the road instead of meeting with the guy, finding out his creative vision. Because if you do all that, you're wasting so much time. If at the end he tells you $50 and you're like, okay, well, this isn't going to work for me. Yeah, I I think we did say how much we would charge first and then he said that he would he was thinking in the range of $50. And then I think what I liked what you said is trying to so $50 for 30 to 40 videos that would come up to I don't know was it like 2000 like, or 3000? Yeah, it was it was like 1600 to $2000 somewhere in there. Somewhere in that range and trying to just be like, hey, I'll do it and try and get that package. So his investment range is probably around $2,000 total and just saying, hey, maybe I'll do 10 games and that I'll do that for $2,000 just to try and get like a piece of it. But he just wasn't really expecting to pay that much for it. So I basically just said, 
hey, not really a good fit. We can't really do that. I don't see that happening. And then I offered a solution to see if there's anyone at the school that has a camera looking for, you know, a little opportunity. They don't have to travel. They just stay after school or whatever. Yeah. And then it gives them experience. And I've been seeing a lot of people, this is how they start out. They film their basketball game. They film their football games. They're at their school. And then they just have that passion. And then it leads to bigger things. The one guy I've been seeing recently is that's what he started out doing. Then he went to college and then he was near like Tyreek Hill. And then yeah. he DM'd him, said, hey, let me film a mu- or a video for you. He did that. And then he got a job with the NFL. So I think that's a good place to start out. And, you know, for me, I just don't really see it happening. Whereas when you're younger, I think that's a good time to start. Yeah. One fantastic piece of advice I will give is that a school, if you're looking to get into the video production industry, a school has everything you could ever want to go into in the video field. They have sports games that they'll let you film for free. There's events that you can film, whether it's a dance or it's some, you know, spring fling party type deal. So there's events, there's sports. You can interview, do a corporate type setting if you want to do a story on maybe the art department. There's so many different avenues you can go just based off of a school system that if you're really looking to get into the video world and you can't get clients, just use your school as one of your clients. They're going to take the free publicity and even if they don't post it, you're still getting to shoot all of these different things. So I've seen a lot of people go into and they're filming sports and they're filming these events, whether maybe it's like a water balloon fight or something. I think there was one guy I saw and he filmed this water event at a school and like the school loved it and it blew up for like 50,000 views. So use your school as an actual resource, which hopefully this guy finds someone from the school to do. Yeah, even photography too, just not, not even just video. It could be photography as well Yeah, or even other avenues. And one thing I really liked about the conversation we had is this is something I used to do when I was early on in my business journey is if someone's budget didn't really work or I was charging more than they had allotted, I would say, oh, well, lost the job. Whereas this we I've learned over having these conversations, we tried to reel it back in by saying, okay, you might not be able to pay $10,000 for all 40 of these games, but what kind of what kind of money are you throwing at this? And if he says, okay, I'm putting $1,000. Okay, I'm putting $2,000. Then formulate a package for him that you can still, he can still be one of your clients. It's just maybe not his initial vision. So that $2,000, okay, instead of 40 games, we'll shoot 10. We'll get you five videos at the end of the year instead of 40 videos and one huge highlight video. So try to keep the client on the hook as long as you can and make it work with the allotted amount they have. Obviously, in this case, it was just too little of money. Um, But if you can, keep them on the hook as long as you can. Yeah, I like that. I liked how you helped help walk me through the, the conversation. Yeah. And I trust me, when you when I was having those conversations like early on, I was doing the same thing. I'm like, I don't know even what to tell these people. And then you start to learn there's like patterns and tendencies of okay. And even when I told you the original number, I was like, You you'll never close the deal for that much money. I was like, I know the public, they just have no conception of what something like this should cost. And we found that out pretty quickly. But yeah, I mean, it helps having someone that you can ask questions and be like, how would you go about this? So I'm glad yeah. we, I'm glad we yeah. tag team that client. <laughs> <laughs> it was good practice. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, we can get into this week's episode probably. Probably. This week's episode is on work from home. So me and Tyler both work from our residences. We don't go into the office. Uh, well, my office is at my house. And then do your does your company even have an office or do you just everyone work from home? Yeah, we do have an office. It's in Colorado. Some people will 
go in maybe once a month or whatever. The CEO goes in every day just because that's where he lives and his office is there. Uh, I think if he does ever have any family things going on, he will stay home, but it's in Colorado. I did when I was originally there. I, I, I enjoyed going in like maybe once or twice a week, maybe month, <laughs> every now and then. Like I you went know. in once it, a couple, couple yeah. years. <laughs> it's, it's nice to switch it up every now and then. Yeah. Sometimes you get bored. And that's one thing uh, about working from home. That's one of my cons is that working from home can get a little bit boring. A lot of people say, yeah. oh my gosh, I want to work from home. That'd be awesome. In your experience, is it as glamorous as people think? Probably not. I think at the start, it's really nice. You know, you got all this freedom, you're doing whatever. But especially for me now, my sister moved out, My she took her dog. So now it's literally just me home for eight hours all by myself. So it's especially you, you live yeah. alone. So you're home 24 seven with no, no one ever there. So you don't have that interaction, that human interaction and being able to network with other people, learn from other people. It takes away a lot of that you know, aspect of business that's typically there. I think a lot of people forget about, go ahead and sneeze. I can't. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget about uh, how important it is to have these conversations. So many people overlook that. Well, I think when people I see online are talking about, oh, I want to work from home. It's glamorous. It's fun. It's nice being able to just not have to leave. But a lot of times it's, I find it very difficult. And there are pros and cons we're going to get into, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd probably, if I could have a studio where there's people there, employees, I 100% would. I would choose to do that I, over working from home. What I think a lot of people are glamorizing is that you can work anywhere you want and they want to work on the beach or they want to, you know, work at some resort in Mexico. You know, they want to, they, they think that's what's glamorous. And that's rarely the case because if you're on a beach in Mexico, you're probably not going to be working and if you are working you're not going to be very productive and it's very unrealistic how many times are you on a beach in mexico if you're that wealthy where you can just go on as many vacations as you want you're probably not yeah. working for an employer anyways you probably are doing your own thing whether it's running your own business but you know tyler even you work from home you could be on a beach in mexico right now but you'd be <laughs> there for a month straight not it's not really yeah. that realistic i guess i don't know or maybe you disagree it it depends on your living scenario. If you don't have a house, you don't have a car, you don't have, depends on all your expenses. If you only have your only expenses, maybe a phone bill. And, you know, I feel like you can do it. And it depends on your job too. I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people working remote and doing like van life. Actually, one person that used to work at my company works at another remote job. And she and her husband both travel and she works remote nonstop, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, there's some unorthodox ways to do it, but I just, I think it's unrealistic to people that, okay, if you have a family, maybe you have a, a husband or a wife and kids and you have a house and you're stable somewhere, but you're also like, oh, I'm going to work on a beach in Mexico. It's like, okay, but most of the time you're usually sitting at your house in the middle of Wisconsin, whatever it might be. So it is nice and especially working from home, I don't know what kind of flexibility you have because we're a little bit different. Whereas I work from home for myself, whereas you're working remote, more remote. Uh, but it's different as in I can go and do whatever I want. But for you, do you have to be doing stuff during the normal hours of the day? 
Yeah. So I was going to touch upon that. And the thing about working remote, you typically have to work eight hours a day. You can't, you know, just skip out, sit on the beach. Yeah. I can't sit on the beach and, you know, have your laptop open, be on Slack and then just come and touch the mouse pad every 15 minutes just to show that you're there or yeah. whatever. He's really working. You have to work eight. Yeah. You have to work eight hours a day. So even though maybe you can do that where, you know, you go to a resort in Mexico or, you know, you travel the world, eight hours of your day is going to be spent working typically. And I think that's, I do have a lot of flexibility with, within my work and my schedule. And if I want to take, say a break, I want to go work out or I want to go work at a coffee shop or whatever it might be. I have that freedom and flexibility. And that's what I really like about working remote and having that option of, you know, I can work wherever I want, whenever I want. I think the other pros of it too, and we have to look at this from people that don't have kids, you know, maybe a mother wants to work from home because she doesn't want to pay for daycare and she can have her kids there and also work from home. There are a lot of clients that I have um, that do work from home sometimes. Obviously, they go into the office here and there, but sometimes they're just at home because maybe they just need to do computer stuff. So it does make sense for a lot of things. But I would almost lean more towards the flexibility of, okay, I can stay home if I want Yeah. one day because maybe I'm editing all day. You know, maybe a video editor that doesn't need to go into the office, they have a rig at home they can edit from. They don't have to come in. But if yeah. there's one day where they're shooting a video, they'd have to come into the office. I almost like the flexibility of it instead of 100% one way or the other. The hybrid. That's basically what we have at work. It's just, I think there's only, we, we had two people that lived in Colorado. Everyone just started moving because it's like, oh, you're, we're for, fully remote. Well, that's, yeah. we don't have to be near the office anymore, but we just hired another person near the office. So I think we have four total now. And they don't go in very often, but if they ever do want to go in, they might be like, hey, let's go in the office this day. And I, th- I think having that flexibility, the hybrid ability to go into the office, network with them, talk, learn, you know, it's it's really great to have. And my sister does that where she's forced to go in, I think, three days a week, which sucks. I hate being forced. Yeah. And if it's, if it's say, you know, you you know, come in a few times or a few times a month or whenever you feel like and just coordinating with a few of your coworkers that you like hanging out with or talking with. I think it's just good to, you know, go in and network with them, talk, learn from them and just, you know, be sociable. The social aspect is very underrated. I, that's one thing I wish I've been working from home for three and a half years and I wish there were more. And that's why I enjoy doing, you know, this show and the other podcasts and filming videos with people. It's because you get to interact with people. You can only sit at yeah. the computer for so long. So I'd say that's the number one con for me is that the social interaction is not quite there as a regular job. So a couple other pros. Let's talk about some more pros that we have before we get into some cons. Uh, commute time. No commuting. That is that is a plus. You do save on I gas depending on how far, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes. But it helps in both scenarios. And time. I, and I'm all about convenience. When I was living in Colorado, I was within five minutes of Costco. And my Costco run took approximately 20 minutes there and back. Oh, we're, we're set. I'm all about convenience. And oh, yeah. not having any commute time. Oh, you can't you can't beat that. Yeah, that's Say be, when I was living in Colorado, I had a 30-minute drive into the office. So that's 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back, plus gas. And, you know... That just sucks. Yeah. Did you <laughs> to say it bluntly? I was gonna say because I've never lived in a big city where the commute time would be longer. 
most of the times if I've ever had to go somewhere, it's 10 minute drive max. Uh, yeah. But it is nice. The only thing I'd say about this is a con. Sometimes it's nice. And I've started to do this recently to get in your vehicle. And it's almost like a jump start to starting your day. And I was joking about this with one of my buddies. He's like, oh, it's awesome for you. You get to work from home because he has to drive an hour and a half every day uh, to Newtown. Which sucks, but that's a little bit ridiculous. Um, yes. But I said, yeah, but sometimes it sucks because I, I want to feel like I'm starting my day somehow instead of walking from my bedroom to my office in sweatpants. There needs to be yeah. some sort of process you go through that puts you from I'm at home not working into, okay, now I'm at my office working. Yeah, I think that's one of the cons that we might touch upon later, but it's just you know, the ability to constantly be there and constantly be able to work or be online, which, you know, it can be a little unhealthy. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, the midnight entrepreneur, you got to be grinding. Exactly. I joked about just putting like a subway handle on my ceiling right outside of my, right outside of my studio. And then I just yeah. stand there for like three minutes, just holding <laughs> on to it before, <laughs> before I walk into my office. Right. Yeah. Pretending you're taking the train to the off. And then I walk in. I'm like, Bill, haha, how's it going? How's the weekend, buddy? And there's no one sitting there. But yeah, I mean, it, that is a con, but it's it's also a pro sometimes because there are times, especially for myself, when maybe it's a full eight hours of video editing that day, I'll wake up, just yeah. keep sweatpants on and go sit there, throw my hood up, turn the lights off and just veg out for eight hours. So that is a pro. Yeah. It, it goes both ways. It, it does. It does for sure. Because if you don't get everything done... Whereas I, I feel like depending on the job you have, there are a lot of jobs where you might have to stay late and work, but a lot of people are like, oh, I'm clocking in, I'm clocking out yeah. and there's no time outside of that. So with working remote, if you do end up getting behind a little bit, you're able to catch up because you're able to work later, work earlier, yeah. you know, work whenever you want, work on the weekends, even if you want. Which is nice. It's not like, oh, I have to go in the office to work. It's like, no, I'll just do it right here. I need an extra three hours. I'll sit here and I'll do my three hours here. So yeah. I want to I go back to the jumps or starting the day. Do you have something before I switch off of this first or no? Okay. So the thing about kind of starting your day. One thing that I really preach if you're working from home is to, you don't have to dress like you would if you're going to some big business office and you have to dress formal. But when I wake up in the morning... I like to get up, make my bed, shower, get ready for the day like I'm actually going somewhere, put on real normal human clothes. So like instead of sweatpants. <laughs> as opposed to bear clothes. Yeah, as opposed to like, you know, chain mail. <laughs> I try to steer away from that. But uh, put on normal clothes. I put jeans and a sweatshirt and whatever This is, is. human clothes, right? Yeah, human clothes. Normal jeans, not okay. bear jeans. Okay. <laughs> and I put these on instead of, okay, I live in sweatpants 24-7. So if you put that on, it makes you feel, oh, I'm a functioning member of society. I might not be out in public, but I'm in my studio doing my thing. I got ready for the day, brushed my teeth, did my hair, never do my hair. I just put a hat on, but you get the gist. So that's one thing that I've really done is actually prepare like you're going somewhere. And for that, it stems down to your attire for me. Do personally. you find there's a difference when you do do when you do prepare yourself for the day as opposed to not preparing yourself for the day where you're just in your sweatpants and sweater yep a lot of times when i wear just sweatpants or gym shorts or whatever i feel 
I don't know if it's a subconscious thing in my brain that's like, well, you're not really working. You know what I mean? You're kind of just, you're working on the side, but you're just relaxed. You're comfortable. Because if I put jeans or if I put nice Lulu pants on and put shoes on, sometimes I just put shoes on and just wear my shoes. Fucking Americans. But no I put, shoes in the house. You know, I put carpet on my steps now, so no shoes in the basement. I got slippers on right now. <laughs> but uh, I feel like I'm, I'm way more productive when I actually put real clothes on. And we joked about this on the other podcast. It's if I started wearing a suit at my house, who knows what I could comment on? <laughs> like, just get up, put a t- put a tie on in the morning. But Be yeah, no Amazon soon. Oh, honestly, yeah, me and Jeff, we go, we would go way back. But yeah, if I put on actual clothes like that, I would want to be seen in public with. I feel like I'm more productive. Yeah, when I was growing my hair out, I always wore a hooded sweater and I would always just wear it over my hair because my hair was just out of control. Yep. And you know, I, I just never felt like I got ready because my hair was always wet because I would put in like a bun because it was so long. It was just mm-hmm. ridiculously long. So I'd always, it would be wet all day and it would just, it just wouldn't feel like I was really, you know, ready. And then when I cut my hair, I said, you know what, it's going to be a new me. I'm going to start getting dressed and, you know, actually, care about what i'm wearing and that lasted like a whole week (laughs) and now i'm back to wearing i i always wear sweatpants or you know gym shorts and that's my go-to there i always wear slippers and i i started to get it's colder now so i usually wear sweaters yep but when it's during like spring and summer fall days i'll typically you know just wear this white v-neck and you, you know go. i'm set for the day yeah so have so you found that's what pr- i'm realizing productivity has changed at all or no nah doesn't correlate nah, same for me no nah, i mean it's tough to say because i've never fully got ready mm-hmm. but what i do notice is if i ever go out and work at say a coffee shop or go into the office i'm a lot more productive because i want to look like i'm actually doing something i want to go to a coffee shop and just sit there like you know, yeah. looking around be like, yeah, I'm working right now mm-hmm. and then not actually doing anything. So if I ever do go out, I do notice a big spike in my productivity. And at the same time, I, I am productive at home. It just depends if I have a lot of stuff that I know I need to get done. I'll, you know, I'll sit down and grind. But other than that, I'm just, you know, chilling, having a good time all by myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's what's it's nice. Sometimes it is nice being by yourself. One thing I want to pivot into here. How do you feel about having a dedicated workspace? I found one con early on was that I could work from anywhere. I know we have on our notes, if you go to a coffee shop or a Barnes and Noble, whatever it is, awesome, you can do that. But I yeah. don't allow myself to work from the kitchen or work on my couch or work in my bed. Sometimes if I'm in my bed, I do caption clips and just that's the first thing I'll do in the morning. So I don't have to leave my bed. But a lot of times I'm like, if I'm going to be working I'm going to be in my studio. That's the workspace. I'm going to be in either this room, the podcast room. I'll be in the other podcast room. I'm going to stay in one of the designated business spaces. I'm not going to sit on my couch and throw on Netflix while also working. Have you found that you have to almost draw that line of where your workspace and where your home space is at? Yeah, I like that you say that. One thing I did a while back was I bought my Bose over-the-ear headphones and I said, if I'm ever wearing these, I got to be productive. I got to be working. And the thing with that is that really helped my productivity. And with the dedicated workspace, I think it's really good. But I definitely don't say if I'm 
I'm, I'm only allowed to work here. I, I'll yeah. work at the kitchen table. I'll work on the couch. I'm buying some new stuff for an office downstairs. And like, that's the same thing. Like with my chair, sometimes it's like giving me back pain and then I'll throw it up. I'll stand mm-hmm. at the desk for a little bit. And sometimes I'll go back down and I'll sit down. And then sometimes it's like, you know, I'm just going to take a seat on the couch and, you know, yeah. be a little vegetable. There, there are times when, and that's why I put a couch in my office because if I'm going to say, if I want to sit on a couch, it's going to be in my office. It's not going to be in my living room, but there are times when the only time I'll work somewhere else, like maybe I got to work at the kitchen or maybe I got to work in the living room is when I'm feeling like I'm in a rut. I'm like, I got to get out of this. Like, I don't want to go in my office. What can I do? So maybe I'll go work somewhere else just to get the juices flowing. I thought about bringing a computer down into the basement. Just because when I first got this new room and set up this set for the podcast and everything, I was like, it's kind of, it's kind of fun being down here. It's a new experience. It's a new set. And I like being down here. But the only time I really go away from working in designated business spaces is when I'm kind of feeling in that rut. Yeah, I would say that's a good tip where if you are working remote and you are try- struggling to find productivity, you're not really working well is switching up the scenery mm-hmm. and, you know, go out to a coffee shop, go to Barnes and Noble, you know, go somewhere else and switch up that scenery. And that's a really good way to increase your productivity and, you know, help you get some stuff done and maybe get, get, get some fresh air in, in you. And even if it's not a total switch up, like go to a coffee shop somewhere, I just yesterday redid the layout of my office because I was sick of going into the same thing every single day. And it was almost putting me in a demotivated state where it's like, I don't even want to work in this office anymore. So I switched up where my desk was at. I switched all the accent tables around and now I'm looking at the windows and it's gave me that jump start. It's like, okay, now I'm excited to work again. So even if it's a small thing like yeah. moving your desk or putting a whiteboard on the wall, whatever it might be. Another thing about the commuting thing, you said a coffee shop. There are times when I wake up in the morning and I'm get, and I tell myself, I'm going to go to this coffee shop, get a coffee go back to my house. So it's almost like there's a commute to the office, but it's okay. Wake up, go get a coffee and then come back and start working. It's a mental reset. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. One thing I was thinking about the other day where this is the new age cubicle where it's not a cubicle anymore. Our cubicle is just a corner in our house Yeah, and we're staring at a blank wall. <laughs> yeah. And that's where, that's one thing when you're designing things, cause I have a very passionate brain for, interior design for some weird reason i want to start an interior design company one day but do it i don't like when people have their desks against walls and sometimes you have to because you don't have space which is totally fine but whenever i can i try to leave it so there's free flowing movement on at least like three sides of the desk or the table or whatever it might be because i feel like if you pin yourself in a corner like you said, that's all you're looking at. You just look at the wall all day. Look at your screen all day. No window. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if I, how I previously had my desk set up, if I could look into the room, there was stuff on that side of the room. To the left of me was a wall. To the right of me, there's a wall. There's a window to the right. Behind me, there's, you know, a couch and some paintings. So if you can keep uh-huh. as much loose movement, like an open layout as you can, I find it to be more productive. But if you push yourself in a corner, don't put baby in a corner, that's man. <laughs> That's where I'm currently at. I have my window here, yep. but all I can really see is like the top of the trees. Mm. So it's not... Windows help. I don't have a view. Yeah. Yeah. Getting I'm in, that natural sunlight. I'm looking out my window now of how I rearranged it. And all I do is just stare at my truck. 
Just I feel like that can be windows. distracting at the same time too, because you'll see a car go by and be like, Ooh. "Well, it's facing the neighbors, <laughs> so the car is actually or the streets to the right." So I never see any cars. But the FedEx dot, the FedEx guy did walk in front of those windows and drop a package off, and I kind of like shit myself a little bit. I was like, "Jesus, who's here?" <laughs> and you just drop it. Where usually it'd be like back here behind me, so I wouldn't really see it. But now I'm just staring uh-huh. right at him. So next time nice. I'll be waiting at the nice. door like him. Just, <laughs> just be staring up against the window. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but let's talk about some cons now. We've talked about the pros. Well, I guess we've kind of talked about both. I think so. Yeah. Is there anything else Maybe you we want? Maybe we got some others. Uh, let's see if I got on my... Oh, lunch. It's it's nice when you're at home because you can eat the food that you have available. You know, you don't have to go <laughs> to a cafe or go to Burger King or whatever. Just like eat the groceries you have at your house. So there is some, there is some cost savings there too. Do you... Yeah. In terms of cost saving, do you find you're not as productive whenever you're eating or do you take, do you take dedicated breaks? I'll ask that one. I try to treat it as much like a nine to five job as I can. So I'll tell myself, okay, I have an hour lunch break. Interesting. Yeah. And, and a lot of times I don't follow it. Maybe I'll just take a half hour and then whatever. But a lot of times I'm like, okay, if I'm going to take a break here to eat, I'm going to give myself an allotted amount of time, enjoy this relaxation period not worry about work for an hour or 45 minutes whatever uh-huh. it is and then go back to work so when i do eat lunch with a lot a lot of times i just skip lunch or i just have a granola bar or something but when i do i give myself as much of a normal nine to five feeling as i can what do you typically do during your break just eat or eat, watch tv stare at the window eat and uh watch a youtube video TikToks. probably no it's more that's more my youtube time Oh yeah, because it's like if there's is a, it learning, is it learning YouTube or is it just you know ed- or entertainment? It's educational. So a lot of times it's uh, video creators talking about okay, here's how you light this kind of setup, or you know there's someone teaching this is how you get new clients, or there's this one guy who's like eleven tips to get new business clients. So a lot of it is related to that, but okay. that's really the only time I can watch it or I want to watch it because at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night after I just worked all day. I yeah. never usually want to watch those kinds of videos. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I try to do that during lunch. And then the other thing that I want to talk about is not having, this is specifically business owner. If you're a business owner and you work from home, you don't have to rent another space. A lot of cost savings there. If you're renting a studio or an office, you know, that can cost you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to have a space. So you are saving a lot monthly by working from home. Do you expense your office do you know how to do that? Do you talk to your accounting about that? How does that work? Yep. So whatever in my house I use for business, which is nice because I have three podcast rooms and now a studio. I just keep adding on. Just use the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, wow. yeah, you can write off the square footage of that as an office space. So I started doing uh, that. I even did that uh, when I was living at my parents' house. You can write off a portion of the room you're in. So I think the part of my bedroom I read off is whatever. Um, so yeah, definitely take advantage of that. Take advantage of your tax breaks. There are some when you work from home. Do you write it off as a business or as your personal income or both? Well, it's just, it's just a deduction from your business, uh, liability. So if I owe $2,000, the, however much square footage, I can't remember. It's like, I don't know, somewhere in the dollar range per square foot you can write off. So if you have 750 square foot room, 750 bucks gone on your taxes. So it's actually super, it's super nice. But yeah, I can't remember exactly what it is. My accountant knows or should, hopefully. If you're listening to this, Mike, make sure you figure that out. <laughs> Reminds me, I got to email him. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a big, a big pro is not having to pay for rent. Um, some cons, I guess, I guess. one thing, sorry, go ahead. One thing I, I do want to say on lunch is I guess, so I typically don't take the breaks, the typical breaks. <clears throat> Maybe that's a con too, is whenever you're eating, I try and like work, but I was thinking because I'm not as productive whenever I'm eating and I tend to eat a lot and I do it because I'm bored. And I don't know if you find that when you're working from home, you're bored a lot more. So what do you do? You go to the fridge, see mm -hmm. if you can eat something there. And I find I'm not as productive because I'm trying to eat and I can't eat and then, yeah. you know, work at the same time. So it's a struggle. So it's like, I'm either working and then I go and eat and, or I'm just eating and not working. I try not to but multitask I, as much as I can. Cause I feel like if I'm going to edit, let's just go hard for three hours and it's going to burn me out probably, but then I'll take a half hour to an hour to just not do anything. And just yeah. it's because I'm a big fan of resets. And that's what you kind of said about your naps. You take a 15 minute power nap. It resets you into going into whatever the next thing might be. Whereas that's kind of the same without napping. It's just like, I'm going to eat, watch these meaningless YouTube videos and not have to worry <laughs> about the other things I was just doing in the other room. But yeah, yeah, I go hard. Try not to multitask as much as possible because that's when I feel like I just, like you said, it's just not very productive. I like that. Smart. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we get into this week's business idea, which I have came prepared this week? I think there's a lot more distractions at home and you just, it's, it seems like you're a lot more disciplined in this area than I am where, you know, Probably there's not. TVs there. I don't try to watch. I'm TV. in front of a TV quite a bit. So it depends on like what I got going on. And if I am in front of a TV and I do have something I'm working on, it's more so it's just there for background noise and I'm like in the zone working. And that's one thing I'm going to have with my new office setup is I'm going to have my TV on the side and maybe I'll just throw on some lo-fi on the TV or I'll have maybe some show where it's just, you mm -hmm. know, background noise like Seinfeld where it's like I don't have to pay attention to it or watch it or maybe it's just every now and then I'll take a quick peek at it where it's you got to have a lot of discipline because there's so many more distractions at, at home as opposed to at, at an office. And especially you don't have someone there monitoring you, you, you got to monitor yourself. So you got to have that self-discipline to be able to, you know, stay in front of your screen to make sure you're getting everything done and focusing on your work and not being distracted because there's a million distractions at home. Yeah. That's one thing I'm very disciplined in as far as the workspace of where I'm working, but I'm not very disciplined as when I'm working. Like I said, sometimes I work till 2.30 in the morning, and I think this morning I woke up at 11, <laughs> and I woke up, and I was like, damn, that sucks. But then I, you know, then I worked the rest of the night. So where I'm disciplined in other areas is like, okay, let's, this is work time, let's work. Other times I'm like, eh, I'm busy. I just work from home, I can do it whenever I want. So I wish I had a little bit more discipline into treating it more like you would have to with a regular job as far as the timing goes, but you know. That's you got to take advantage of some of the pros. You can't knock yourself too much. That's one thing I do sometimes where it's like, you have to be working this way. It's like, no, I don't because I have a business. That's why I started a business so I could have some freedom. Uh, and you got to let yourself off the hook a little bit. Definitely. All right, let's get into this week's uh, business idea. Uh, this So I have this idea because the, the reason behind it is I have three podcasts co-host one with you one by myself and then co-host another one 
and a personal, you know, personal brand to run and a business brand. So really five different accounts that I have a hand in monitoring. Obviously for this podcast, you do a lot of the social stuff. Well, pretty much all of it. Um, But for the other accounts, I waste so much time captioning the clips and scheduling Mm. everything and creating the thumbnails for everything where I wish there was a service or a platform. I'm sure there's a service people that would do it, but (laughs) some type of app where I could upload one piece of content and then it has the options of, okay, what assets do you need out of this? So you put in this piece of content. It's like, okay, we're going to give you the square version. We're going to give you the vertical version. We're going to give you the ones with captions, the ones without captions. Here's the thumbnails. You got a square thumbnail, a horizontal thumbnail, a vertical thumbnail, and it gives you everything. And then you can go from there because there's so many tedious tasks that I do over and over that are pretty much the same thing. They're just a little bit different depending on the platform or, you know, the format or whatever it is. That's one thing. Cause I was laying there and it took me like four hours. I was like, God, it's just the same shit over and over. Whereas if I could just plug it in and be like, give me all my stuff. Now I have it. What do you think of that idea? So you're saying more of an app because I feel like you can go on Fiverr and hire yeah. someone or, you know, find a VA or something, oh, some, some shit like that. A hundred percent you could. And this is less of, it's almost, it's a cost savings thing. Whereas people, a lot of the times I have people reach out and they say, Hey, I saw your podcast. I'll do clips for you. It's like, okay, yeah, but I don't want to pay you. I could do it myself. It just takes time. And so if there was an app where someone just created it, I'd even pay 20 bucks for the app, whatever it is. You know what I mean? I'm more of a one-time, I'll pay one time for a service type deal, or it's a yearly thing maybe, uh, instead of constantly paying people over and over. So yeah, it probably would be an app where I can just plug it in and then have the assets. But that's one thing where I'm like, God, this is just taking up so much time, but I don't want to pay anyone to do it. Yeah, it's tough, especially because we're not making any money. I, I guess you probably are with your one podcast but Mm -hmm. when you're not making any money and i guess you can say you have the time to do it why are you gonna pay someone else to do it you know when you're not making money and there's no roi there yeah it's tough to tough to choose doing that but i think the only way that this business idea would work is if it's creating an app and it does everything automatically for you yeah it's 100 percent an app when i was a an app or a website, whether, you know, either or. Um, but that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, this would be a great idea for an app or some type of website where I could upload my video and it would give me the content. How would it know to create a short form piece, say a reel? Well, I think it's, it would already have these preloaded, uh, whatever they are, like settings in there. So like when you upload a piece of content, it will have, okay, here's what you're going to get out of it. You're going to get a reel. So a 1080 by 1920, a vertical piece, whether you want TikTok or whatever it is. We're also going to give you the square format for Facebook or whatever. We'll give you an Instagram format, which is 13 by 1350 by 1080 or vice versa, whatever it is. And then, okay, you want some thumbnails. Here's the thumbnails we're going to give you. So all of these things are already preloaded into the software of like, hey, this is what you're going to get. And then you maybe just click the ones you want, like check boxes. But... How does it know what to grab? You know what I mean? Someone, you know, is it just going to, is it just going <laughs> to grab 30 seconds from it and it's going to make absolutely no sense? Well, it would be the full thing. So you'd have to, you'd have to upload like a polished piece, but the, the, the part where I'm struggling so you're is clipping, so you're clipping it and then you're saying, I'm going to 
turn this into a TikTok where it's just basically creating the caption. Maybe Correct. Any any edits where it's like cutting dead space or maybe adding some digital zooms. Yeah. So stuff that's it's it's almost like a, a polishing editor. I can get you the 60 second clip where all the cuts and everything I'm on screen now. Okay, Tyler's on screen. I like that. And that's how it goes. But the part where all the tediousness comes in is the captioning, the formatting, the captions where you got to format and make sure it fits inside the box. It's like, no, why is there not something where I can, in, I use CapCut, which it's fine for my captioning. But when I put in the font, I don't want it to go off the edges of the screen. I shouldn't have to click in there, hit return. So it goes to the next line. Just let me get it to the font size and then it just should fit the vertical, whatever it is. So if it's vertical, make sure it doesn't go outside the vertical allowance. It pisses me off. It wastes so much time me just hitting return. So it goes to the next line. Whereas if you had something, it's like, okay, this is going to be a vertical video. I need captions on it. I want the captions to be yellow. This is the font I want on it. Do I want emojis? Do I not want emojis? Okay, awesome. Click it and it'll do it for you. Have you ever used Final Cut for your reels or captioning? No, it just takes way too long. No. Mm. Yeah, because you seems can't, like you struggle a lot with CapCut. Uh, I don't struggle. I've I've seen I've streamlined it. It's just there's a lot of intricacies of it that's like this could be so much easier and simpler. And that's really where it stemmed from. It's like there's a couple things that why can't you save presets? I use the same exact preset for every single video. The same font, the same color, the same size. Why can't I just be able to click that in my profile instead of every t every video I have to click font, this font, style, this style, boom, this size. Whereas if there was a I feel preset, like get there. I should call the CapCut people and be like, figure shit out. I just talked about this great business idea on the podcast. Just turn your app into this. But, you know, yeah. I mean, that's one thing. It's a hope and a prayer. I'll never start an app. I don't know how to do any of that. Well, never say never, but maybe one day. Yeah, I, I will say it takes a long time to clip the social. It's annoying the, too. And then you have to schedule them all. Oh, if you could mix this business idea with a scheduler that actually schedules because later and all these other social platforms that tend to, or they say they schedule your posts, they don't schedule shit. The best. W and then it takes some AI from it and learns what you talk about in it and it creates a yeah. caption and title for it. That'd be nice. Exactly. And then it, it, the stupid ass social media apps. Now I'm getting into a rant. The stupid ass apps are like, <laughs> put your post in here and we'll schedule it to all the platforms. The best one I've found. Yeah, you can put them all in there for the platforms, but it doesn't post to half of them. It just gives you a notification to post. I'm like, I can use freaking Google Notes or Google whatever for my notifications. I want you. I want to sit here for two hours, schedule everything and not think about it for the rest of the week. That's what I want. But none of these apps can do it, which I'm sure there's some hurdles they have to jump through by getting access from certain apps. But figure it out, man. Negotiate some deals. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Rant over. Not bad. Not bad. Rant over. I'll think of a better one. Uh, <laughs> we'll work on it. It's an easy it's an easy app. I've already got it. I've already it's talked to my developers. Yeah. I've already talked to my developers. <laughs> They're working on it. So. Uh, other than that, Tyler, you got anything else for this week's episode? I kind of like this week's episode, working from home. Yeah, I, I do like working from home. I don't know about you, but it seems like you do. Yeah, it's a other, nice thing. Have you worked other than, uh, I guess you can't, haven't really. You just did your little golf cleaning. Yeah, clothes, no, I worked whatever. in my, I worked in my uncle's office for one month. 
into the office every single day. And it was well, an agreed was upon. It, I didn't like it. And mainly because. Well, what didn't you like about it? I just, one, I didn't like going there and having to dress up every day because it's it was yeah. a financial company. So you kind of had to dress a little bit nicer. I like wearing hats, man. That's a big thing for me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I wear a hat literally every single day. And so I didn't really like doing all that. And I had to wear nice polo shirts and dress pants where it's like, if I can wear Lulu pants, a Lulu sweatshirt, like a lot of this stuff's more expensive than these dress clothes I'm wearing. So it's not, it's not a whole lot different, but yeah, I went there and a lot of time I felt like I wasn't doing much. You know I mean, like I was just there to be there because, Oh, you got to be in the office, but I didn't have any tasks. Um, other times it was nice to be there because you're just a, you walk two rooms over and ask about a question or something, but yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't love it. It wasn't horrible though, but it was agreed upon. Hey, you're going to work here for a month. I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars. You got to come in every day from eight to five. So, yeah, I think that's one good thing about working, say in an office, it's start time, end time. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that's, that's that. And with remote start whenever it mixes you want, in, yeah. finish whenever you want, work here and there, just make sure you get everything done supposed to work 40 hours a week oh one thing that i don't know if you've seen this but a lot of people are starting to get multiple remote jobs yep i've seen that that's crazy someone i know had someone i kind of worked with had like three jobs at the same time and i don't think they got fired because of it but they got a got a slap on the wrist and then they eventually moved on from that position. So yeah, they were working multiple jobs and then working one job while at the other job. So it's like, mm, can't do that. Yeah. But smart. Crazy. I mean, might as well try it. If you can have three jobs right. and you're getting paid for three jobs, just that you're yeah, cramming more a, into that eight hours. I see a lot of people and they say they, or I don't know how unrealistic it is, but they say they don't even work for, you know, throughout the day, they just sit there and do nothing. And if there's a job like that, you might not get paid much. But if you have a job like that, where you can just sit there and pretty much do nothing and maybe do a couple of hours here and there. Yeah. I feel like, you God, know, I should get a remote job. And, yeah. I'm going to apply for some remote jobs. As long as yeah. I can get one where it's just one of the mouse movers, that would be the, that would be ideal. <laughs> I get just a get a second job. laptop and then just you know pretty much maybe maybe they have work laptops and you know just i'll pay two thousand dollars to get set. like a fake hand that just moves every like 15 <laughs> seconds you pay for Doesn't it in half, half a month there you go all right well that was a good episode uh thank you guys for listening uh or if you're watching this thanks guys for watching uh this that's episode four no it's 13 right yeah yeah. That's episode 13 of the Midnight Entrepreneur. If you have any questions you'd like us to cover or answer, you can email us at the Midnight Entrepreneur at gmail.com. If you found value in this content or found this entertaining, share this with a friend or post it on your story. If you really enjoyed the show, we'd love a rating and a review on wherever you're listening. Talk to you guys next week for another episode of the Midnight Entrepreneur. <laughs>